Hello everyone, welcome to the Memorial Heights Baptist Church Podcast. Here you'll find archived all of our previous messages dating back to late 2020. Our hope is that today's message would be encouraging to your walk with Christ. We also want to thank you for spending time listening today and encourage you to share these messages with a friend so they too might hear the Word of God. But for now, grab your Bible, open your ears, and let's get to it. We brought each of us here for a reason. I do, uh, I do hope that you've had a glimpse into what we do at Calvary. Um, <clears throat> I didn't tell DJ that you should pack a lunch and we'll, just, we'll be here a good while. Because I, spe- I haven't even preached yet. Don't leave now. <laughs> there goes Dave. All right. You know, if you would go on to the next slide, if uh, you would. You know, so many times parents will, we make the comment jokingly when our, when our kids are uh, acting up or it's like, I don't know what to do. And we ask that question, you know what, they didn't come with a manual. Yes, they did. They came with a manual and it's called God's Word. And God's Word is very clear to us in how we should raise our children. And I will tell you, you know, I don't know where you are this morning and coming in here. To be able to, to see what Calvary Christian Academy is doing, this is your ministry as well. You guys are supported by the church. Or we are, let's try that again. We are supported by your church. In fact, uh, DJ, um, you know, when you think he's got Mondays off, he actually signs up and comes and speaks in our chapels and does a tremendous job. Um, I know that he did a tremendous job as a Bible teacher, and now for him to come back, and he does series in, uh, with our middle school and high school students in chapel, and it's phenomenal. I really love it when he comes to share. You know, I don't want to start anywhere else other than God's Word when it comes to education, because I believe that that's where it starts. If you've watched the news here recently, in fact, I will tell you when I spoke here back in, in uh, September, I read off to you a number of just news articles. I don't know if you've caught this one over the past couple of weeks or not. Now, this is not Washington here in town. Washington Elementary School Board, which is down in Arizona, has made a motion to dissolve their partnership with Arizona Christian University. Now, I don't know if you caught that in the news or not. I don't know anything about Washington Elementary School District or do I know anything about Arizona Christian University until I read the article? This public school group allows Arizona Christian University teachers to come to their school and do their student teaching. And they've had a partnership with Arizona Christian University for years. Until about a week and a half ago. When one individual stood up and said, My concern is that when I go to Arizona Christian University's website, they are committed to Jesus Christ, accomplishing his will and advancements on earth as in heaven. Did you catch that? Why do they want to dissolve the relationship? It gets better. Part of their values is to transform the culture with truth by promoting 
biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization, including the centrality of the family, traditional sexual morality, lifelong marriage between one man and one woman, the individual angrily expressed. Other members of the school board also expressed some similar concerns. One says, I too echo what, what Mrs. Valencia said when I looked not only uh, into it further, their core values, but their statement of faith, which they asked their students to sign and to live by. They are proselytizing and embedding it in their teaching, and I just don't believe that should be done in our schools. What a, an incredible testimony to Arizona Christian University. They've got it out there on their website, and the world said, we can't have that. Why? Because they're not giving you the truth of God's Word. We at Calvary start with God's Word. And because I know that I don't have a lot of time here to share this morning before lunch burns, if you would, just turn your Bible with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm just going to highlight a few things here because when I say to you that, you know what, they do come with the manual, they do. And it started way back with the Israelites and God gave clear instructions to the Israelites. Moses was to instruct the people. And he says in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 1 it says, now these are the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord commanded to teach you that you might uh, do them in the land where you go uh, to possess it. Now he gives us instructions to the adults who ought to be setting the example to their kids. He reminds them, these are the things that you need in life. Verse 2 says that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God and keep all his statutes and his commandments which I commanded thee, that thou and thy son and thy son's sons all the days of thy life, and that the days may be prolonged. This, this, these rules, these regulations that God laid out, wanted it not only for the adults, but for their children and their children, great-grandchildren, passing it on down through you know what? And it is difficult. We know that the Israelites, so many times in my own head, I kind of laugh and go, how could they be so stupid? How could they just not pay attention to, to God saying, look, if you do this, I will bless you, and they walk off the path. We need to be reminded frequently. Verse 3 says, Hear thou, O Israel, and observe to do it, that, thou might, uh, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Verse 4, Hear, O Lord, uh, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. You realize that was a strange concept when you looked at the other nations around Israel. They were being influenced by the other nations around them where they had a plurality of gods. Is today any different? We're in the same situation, and we need to be reminded. We need to ourselves as adults be instructed, and our children need to be instructed, and our grandchildren need to be instructed that, you know what? There is one Lord, 
and he's the one I want to serve. Verse 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. Man, I'd love to unpack all that for you. Go home and study this. With every fiber that you have, sometimes that fiber is kind of thin when the person in front of you isn't driving as fast as you would like. Sometimes that fiber is running kind of thin when your kids are irritating the living daylights out of you. When you're tired. When you're worn out. I will tell you, this is a little personal story. I, uh, Thursday, we are working on a special, uh, a special project for some of our West Virginia students. And I needed to blow the... the parking lot clean. There was some leaves and stuff over in the side of the parking lot over near the what is now for us the old daycare building. And I couldn't find the schools. I know we got one because I bought one somewhere back in the summer. Who knows who borrowed it, but it never got put back where it belonged. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to run home and get my blower. Okay? I live in Cumberland. Five minutes in, five minutes back, get my blower. So about 2.30 in the afternoon on Thursday afternoon, I uh, did what I thought I needed to do, went home. Well, the Lord had some other things, some other trial by fire that happened on my way home. I'm driving down Green Street, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw an individual backing down off a side street. There was a car in front of me. There was a car coming the other way. And I'm like, he's not stopping. I start to apply the brake. He didn't stop. The car in front of me kept going. I decided not to cross the yellow line. Meanwhile, he backed, boom, right into the side of my car. I loved my car. <laughs> it was a Nissan Versa. It was like the third one I owned. They don't even make them like that anymore. <laughs> I, I, that completely blew my whole schedule out of the water. If you've been in an accident, you've been in that kind of situation. Well, my car's now been totaled. Uh, DJ, we'll be taking an offering at the end, right? <laughs> My car has been totaled. It bent the frame. It, I got hit pretty hard, but I, you know what? Praise the Lord. I wasn't hurt. The other individuals in the other car were not hurt either. But you know what? My God is faithful. On Thursday afternoon, I was supposed to put the music together for the kids to sing. Um, well, that didn't happen. There were other things I was supposed to do. And then we had a snow day on Friday. That completely blew things out of the water for some of the preparation and practice for this morning. But you know what? The Lord continues to be faithful, and I want to always be faithful to him no matter what the trials in life are. Amen. Whether it's uh, something that we face as a family, as a country, our greatest, our greatest desire is that we love the Lord God with all our heart, soul, and might. And in verse 6 it says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be on thy heart. They shall teach them diligently to who? Your children. And children can see a fake a mile away. As adults, we need to be setting the godly example before them. As we teach our children, it goes on and it says, And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. You realize so many times we jump in the car 
okay, not my cars. I don't have one of these. If you do, I'm not talking about you. But you know, they've got those little screens that pop down. They entertain the children going down the road. We turn on the music. We're doing everything many times, but looking out the window at what God has created. We, we, we drive down the road inside a box, and the driver hopefully is paying attention to what's going on in front of him. And we had the opportunity. There's not too many times, most of you probably didn't walk to church this morning. Maybe somebody did. We travel down the road. What do you discuss? What do you talk about? You know what? It's a rare occasion for families to sit down for a meal together, to sit down at supper and say, how does your day go? Now, I know I know what happens. In fact, parents don't want to hear it by the time they, if they do sit down for supper, because when they pick their child up from school, this is generally how it goes. How was your day? And the mom and dad like, I know Mr. Thompson's number. I'm calling him. And they're going to set it right for him. They're going to try and fix the problem. You know, and I love it when kids advocate for themselves and kids want to come and see me. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like moms and dads sometimes. But I enjoy it when kids come and be able to speak for themselves. You know, I've had kids that, uh, parents that come in for interviews and the kids are the ones that are, are just sitting there not saying anything and mom, mom is the one, you know, telling me everything about the child. Wait a minute, I want to talk to your child. And so I'll turn to them and I'll ask questions of them. And when mom starts to answer the question, I'll say, well, can I, can I just hear it from them? <laughs> I want our kids to be able to defend their faith in Jesus Christ in the way that God, as we expressed back in the beginning, that, you know what, has God been faithful to you? And we would say, yes. I want my children to say that too. In verse 8 it says, Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand. They shall be as frontlets. In fact, I love that King James word. Between your eyes. Most of you, um, no, none of you came in here with a frontlet on between your eyes this morning. You know, it was a little box that the Jews would put wear on a strap around their forehead, and they would, they would have commandments in there, things that they were memorizing, and it was always there. Now, we generally don't do that. No, what do we do? We'll wear maybe as a bracelet or a pin or something that we have that will remind us of God's faithfulness to us. We can bind his word around our wrists. Uh, what about in our, at our homes? In verse 9 it says, Thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house in thy gates. Let me ask you, if any individual came into your home, would they recognize, would you be found guilty of being a Christian. You've got verses on your wall. You've got something. You've got your Bible setting out. Dust it off. Because most of you probably have five and six different Bibles. All right? So what would somebody find if they came into our home? That's the kind of home we want our kids to come up in. My two girls are grown now. My son-in-law is now our Bible teacher at uh, Calvary, and my daughter actually substituted for middle school gym class on Wednesday. She did a good job, <laughs> and I told her so. Sometimes middle school can be quite challenging, but you know what? If you give me a group of kids to hang with, other than the bowling team, Haley, it would be the middle school. 
Now, I know we kind of joked about the bowling thing. Um, in fact, I'm not sure the one gentleman's name that asked me this morning said, oh, you're a coach. What do you coach? Football? Basketball? Baseball? Bowling. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, at Rhonda, we, we joke about it, bowling. But you know what? I want every child at CCA to have an opportunity to participate in something. Why? Because when they're involved with us outside of the classroom, a lot more is taught there than they'll ever catch in a classroom. And so I enjoy our bowling. In fact, our bowling season is now over. <clears throat> of all the awards that you can win, the award that Calvary won this year, our girls bowling team won the Josh Amon Award, which is a testimony award. From a young fellow that had died some number of years ago, his mom comes back every year and gives a, a plaque to a school that has demonstrated a great spirit and has been an example to the other kids. Wow. That's the award I want to win. I don't care about first. In fact, <clears throat> probably we'll never get first. We'll do good if we get adjusted, if you understand what adjusted is. But you know, it's sometimes it's those activities outside the walls, whether it's a field trip, baseball, basketball. I like those sports too. In fact, I'm like Chuck. You know what? I really, except for Ohio State, and I only watch Ohio State because my son-in-law is an Ohio State fan. And I think uh, that's probably my only claim to fame for um, any college or professional sports. But when it comes to Calvary, I root us on. I cheer for Calvary. I love our teams. I love driving the bus. Why? Because it gives the kids an opportunity to see me in a different light. Because I'm not always that ogre of, I've got to go to the principal's office, or I'm in trouble, or, oh no, Mr. Thompson called me. That's, that's not my goal. <laughs> my goal is for them to be able to see Christ displayed in my life, in my home, in my office. Now, if I can, we're just going to skip down to verse 20. Because you know what? There's going to come a time in the future. In verse 20 it says, When thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you? I will tell you, 3 John verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk with the Lord. Because of my accident on Thursday, God's providence, whatever you want to call it, I was over at Timber Collision Center dropping my car off, and there was a fellow who was going to give me an estimate. He came out of the building and came into the parking lot, and he looked at me and said, Hi, Mr. Thompson, how are you? Nobody inside knew my name. He knew who I was. He attended Calvary through sixth grade. That was it. And he's, I don't know, 30 now. I had him a long time ago. But he knew right off who I was. And so I had a chance to ask him about what's going on in his life. You know, I run into individuals that I've had in the past. And I had one last night. If you've ever gone to Ellerslie Volunteer Fire Department for Wings, man, they're great. My wife is just a great fan of wings. And uh, we went, I went up to pick up some wings at uh, uh, Ellerslie Fire Hall. 
And I'm standing there in line. I'd already called my order in. There were several standing around. And there's a fellow standing there with a little girl. And there was a couple older people waiting. One leaned over to me and said, we've already placed our order. So I said, oh, okay. Well, I said, I've called mine in. So I walked over to tell them I had placed my order. And this one fellow, you know, you hate it when your wife sends you on a, a mission and, and somehow you get there, you go to solve the problem, and it's already been solved. They came back to him and said, um, somebody already picked your wings up. That would happen to me. So he and his daughter walked out, had no clue who he was. A couple months later, he comes walking back in. We had a second order. <laughs> I'm here to pick up the second order. And he looked at me and he said, Mr. Thompson, how are you? Jordan Segel, a student that I have not seen for years. I didn't, I don't prompt people to say things, but he said to me, I will never be able to repay Calvary what they did in teaching me theology that has set me for life. He faithfully attends up at Ecker Baptist Church, and to me, that is one of those things. His, his daughter there, he said, honey, this is your principal. And I'm thinking, I haven't seen her in school. That's because she's part of our homeschool program. And, uh, and he said, well, if you go to school, you'll see him. But he's still your principal. And you know what? He's raising his children to love the Lord God. Amen. To me, that's what Calvary Christian Academy is about. Because there's going to come a time in the future when our kids are going to be facing some major trials and tribulations, and I want nothing more for them to know. You know what? God was faithful then. He's still faithful, and he'll be faithful in the future. Amen. Thank you so much for the support the church gives. I give God the praise and the glory for what's happening um, after 50 years. Now, some think I started with the school. That's not true. I've been there 33 years, though, and I love my job most days every time I go. Now, some days, you know, there's some days that are tough, but God has continued to prove himself faithful, and I'm thankful for the ministry. Um, you know, our ministry, as Rhonda had shared, our ministry has grown far beyond our walls. Um, we have a campus in, in Garrett County. I know that I was shared that in September. We have a campus in Garrett County that has 110 students. Actually, go to the next slide there, if you would. You don't understand what 110 children look like until you see them. There they are. In fact, you can't even see the, uh, all the uh, younger kids that are down in front. But this, is, this was the Christmas program in Garrett County at Cherry Glade Mennonite Church that's hosting the school up there. 110 students. Amen. We're expecting 140 for next year. I'm on the board up there. I'm also the administrator up there. They're financially independent. God is doing some great things up there that are tremendous. And I am so thankful that we can be a part of that ministry. Rhonda mentioned we expanded because, you know what, we've got grades that are larger. I've got to have a larger room to put them in. We have. We've taken down some walls. We have that early learning center now. We've moved our two-year-olds through kindergarten to that. And you know, all the time it's like, what about this and what about that? And you know, walking by faith is difficult and scary. But God has provided. Um, the other opportunity we have is to be able to work with the Allegheny Boys and Girls Camp, which is down in Old Town. Let me try that again. Did I say boys and girls? It's the Allegheny Boys Camp. Sorry, no girls are allowed. <laughs> they have 40 boys that uh, the Mennonites run the camp down there, and they do a tremendous job. And so with that... 
what we do is we partner with them because each of them, just like a homeschool student, they're there for 18 months and they create these things called portfolios, which has math work, writing, drawing, uh, trip planning, their checkbook they keep, that these boys, they actually build the lean-tos that they live in. And they live outside 24 hours a day short of their lean-tos. They want to be warm in the winter, they got to split their own wood. It's a, it is a very unique ministry, so what we do is we partner with them and we look at their portfolios and we will give them credit based on what they've done. Because a camp can't send to a school, you know, yeah, we've got all these different credits. What we do is we, we give them an evaluation uh, educationally and we award credits as our Allegheny Boys Camp branch. And those kids, they get to go back to either to a public school, Christian school, or be a homeschool situation. Some of them are difficult and challenging situations, but it's another opportunity for us to be making a difference in the lives of students. Thank you for what you guys do. I praise God for what he continues to do. You know, in spite of me, in spite of things that we can do, things aren't always smooth. But I know that I can always come to the one that is my Lord and my Savior. And that's what I want my kids to know. Let's pray. Our Lord and Father, as we've uh, had time to be able to, to see your ministry at Calvary, Father, I just pray that the glimpse that each has gotten this morning, that they might recognize the fact that you're, you are working through Calvary Christian Academy on the other side of town, reaching people all around the area here and in Garrett County and through the boys camp, which really are boys from around the nation. I just ask, Father, that you would just help us to continue to remain faithful. We know that Satan would like nothing more than to destroy us. But Father, may we continue to be faithful in presenting to our kids you. And Father, if there are times when they wander away and they come back and they just begin to wonder, why did we do what we did? Father, may they find you. May they be able to walk with you and come to a place that they will commit their life to you. Father, we just ask for your blessing upon the remainder of the day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. I wanna... That's all for today. I hope this has made a positive impact in your relationship with Jesus. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and you'd like to know how, give one of our pastors a call at 301-724-5876. We would love nothing more than to share the good news with you. If you've never joined us in person, we have services multiple times throughout the week that we would love to see you at. They are Sunday morning Bible study at 9.15 a.m., Sunday morning service at 10.30 a.m., Sunday evening service at 6.30 p.m., and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. We also have opportunities for our students to gather. The youth group for grades 6 through 12 meets at 6 o'clock p.m. on Sundays, and our WANA program for 6th grade and under meets at 6.15 p.m. on Wednesdays. Again, we thank you for joining us today, and we hope to see you soon. But until next time, stay faithful.